0: Welcome back to another episode of well what now i'm your host gav and today we're going to be diving in to the start of second semester uh start of january and the start of a bit of a transition let's say um but this this episode is going to be long um uh, that could be for sure because the last one was an hour and 40 minutes so be prepared y'all <laughs> So to pick up from where we left off. Um the last episode was about reflection. Um like the last segment was about reflection. Um New Year's Eve uh spent a lot of time just laying there on on my bed figuring out what the year has been and what the last four months of university have been for me. And then, like, next thing I know, like, we're in January. <laughs> so, that reflecting period, right? Like, it gave me a new perspective on my life and on, like, my the events of my life. And it made me realize that, like, yeah, I'm busy. But, like, I should be grateful for how busy I am. Because there's nothing wrong with being busy and having fun. So, that reflecting period gave me, like, a new head start for myself to look at my life in a different perspective and to approach events differently uh, approach people differently and it, it kind of plays into um, how January plays out a bit actually because like January is busy we'll start with that January is very busy so from my memory January we I actually started with an event um, I started with Going out to see my friends from Chinese school. So, um, probably, a lot of people, like, I can't <laughs> I can't imagine that like, most people know this. A lot of people don't know that I used to attend Chinese school uh, from English, like, from before I started English school, all the way up to grade 11 of English school. So, I was there for 12 years as well. But it's just, it didn't uh, line up perfectly to English school, so I graduated a year earlier, uh, when I, from, I graduated grade 12 of Chinese school when I was in grade 11, so 12 years, and the thing is, it's, like, unlike English school, um, my Chinese school, like, there weren't enough students per grade for there to be multiple classes, it was all, like, the same grade would just have one class, so, I was with the same people for twelve years, and even though it was only like a once a week thing, like Chinese school, like and it was only three hours a week, um, twelve years of that, like it's a lot of time, so, like we're close, and like when I came back for winter break, um, we were still close enough that the Chinese school, like a bunch of our cl- a bunch of my classmates, and my teacher, my grade twelve teacher. We came together, and we went out for dinner. Um, We got hot pot, um, because again, hot pot's such a comforting food, and it was very easy for all of us, because we actually got individual pots. Um, So we went out for food, and we got drinks afterwards. And, like, that was, again, like, it's it's a really nice moment, because, like, after Chinese school, we hung out a few times, but, like, never... Full like as a big big group but it was so nice to be able to see some faces again and like have our like basically our annual meetup um because when since we've graduated for a year like we don't really know what's what everyone's up to so it was very nice to see each other and um see each other after a whole year of not seeing each other so i was happy with that like going out um because it's a different friend group um compared to english school um that's one thing too like because my my whole like i've been in chinese school 12 years like you could i could really see the difference between the types of people like from hanging out uh in english school and chinese school and it's a different vibe it's very relaxing compared to english school there's not as much drama in our chinese school class thank god um but yeah, it was overall very nice to see people from Chinese school and have a meal with them. And I'm looking at my camera roll right now, and it seems like the next event is also another thing involving food. So, for those who don't know, I worked at an accounting firm during my summer between grade 12 and uh, the first year of university. I was an um, an office assistant, um, and so I was just managing, like files, uh, I was doing filing, I was doing, like, uh, deliveries, I was running errands, I was, like, like, doing, like, all the, the little stuff in the office, and I eventually started doing files, like, I did, um, some T1 files, which is, like, personal taxes, and I did a company's, a restaurant's year-end file and T2, uh, which is their corporate tax, so, I worked in an office. I worked at this account, small accounting firm in Calgary. And because I was the youngest by a long shot in that office, it came with a lot of perks, let's <laughs> say. Um, even though I was the office assistant, um, I got paid relatively well. Um, there was a lot of benefits. But, like, I had a parking spot assigned to me. I had... Uh, I got paid above minimum wage, and at that time I was still a child, so I was I was paid above the no because I started I started in November of twenty twenty one, and then I went all the way to August of twenty twenty two. So I was still a child when I started, and I my wage was a lot higher than the child minimum wage of Alberta. Uh I got food paid for, I got drinks, um, and I got like a lot of experience. So. It was a very nice experience uh being the office assistant at, like cuz who what kid 17 is like working at an accounting firm if it's not nepotism like and I, I I'm not going to lie. I had nepotism in my favor cuz he the boss is a family friend but he didn't treat me easily um but like what 17 year old is like starting at an accounting firm so I started there as an office assistant and then when I turned 18 uh, I still kept working as an office assist, assistant, but I was doing more. And then in the month of August, I began doing restaurant tax returns. And that's when, like, I really bonded with, like, some coworkers. Um, initially, when I started, uh, there was, like, months where I didn't actually interact with the coworkers because i come in after their time. Because I still had school, right? And I had to drive half an hour from school to work. So by the time I get there, like most of the time the coworker' already gone. I'm just like doing the, like picking up files, cleaning out, r- cleaning around the office, doing filing. then, when summer came along like the four the two months of summer, um I had a lot of time, so then I started working full time and I got re- along with these coworkers and um when I worked there during like my April. Easter break, I was doing T1 files, and I started talking to them more, and then came uh, went summer, and during summer break, I worked full-time, and because I was so young, I was 18 at the time, during summer, like, June, I was already past my birthday, I was 18. Every like, Everyone treated me, like, as a child, which I didn't mind, because, like, I didn't know much about the world of accounting, um... All my coworkers are older than me. Um, the like the next oldest, the next youngest, is Mira, and she's like in her twenties, um, like a few years older than me. So I was treated as the child, as like the little brother, and I didn't mind. I enjoyed it. Um, they they helped me re- a lot with files. They helped me with like the rules and helped me with the overall operations. So I got along really well. And then when I left in August uh, to move to Vancouver, like, I was kind of sad, because, like, I was there working at that accounting firm for nine months, like, I learned a lot, to say the least, so nine months later, uh, I left, and then when I came back during winter break, they invited me for dinner, which was unexpected, because I didn't think we were that close, I didn't think, like, they would like me enough to do that, you know, but we went out to dinner, and we went out to this really expensive sushi restaurant, Five The the total of five of us went. Tracy, Mira, Linda, and Kenny. Five of us went to the sushi restaurant, and Kenny paid. Oh my god, he was so sweet for paying. But, like, it was so nice, because, like, I felt like... I didn't think I was that important for them to, like, really take time out of their schedule to, like, meet me during their uh, break. And they came, and they bought me sushi. They Like, it was so expensive, but they took time to come out, and we had a really nice meal. And it was so nice to, like talk to them again and like see my coworkers again outside of a working environment because like seeing them outside of the working environment it makes it a lot more relaxed and I really got to know them personally and so from my memory but like the last event of winter break was my hair getting dyed like <laughs> I was getting my hair dyed on the, the Sunday before I flew back with my sister um And that was kind of how I ended my winter break, my first ever university winter break. And the next thing I know, Monday, I'm flying back to Vancouver. And, oh my god, of course I had to choose, like, the earliest flight, right? Because I'm choosing to fly back on Monday. So I didn't want to miss my first class, like, first class of my second semester ever. So I chose to fly a 9 a.m. flight. Which, it doesn't sound that bad. Until you get to the point of realizing that it means you have to arrive at the airport at 6 fucking a.m. And, like, I'm not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination. So, having to tell me to wake up at, like, 5 a.m. And then get to the airport at 6 is, like, death. It kills me. Um, I don't have any energy, and I don't have any... En- I'm not in the mood for anything. So it was frankly, like, exhausting. Um, But I arrived back to Vancouver safe and sound. Like, there was nothing wrong with it. Um, Thank God, because, like, I could not have the debacle that was the flight here, flight home, become become the flight back to Vancouver. I could not risk missing this flight. Whereas, like, if I flew back home, it's fine. So I get there, and then we start the first day of the second semester of first year. And nothing really, like, much happens. Like, um, like I remember it was only OBHR. I don't think, I don't know if we even had that class of OBHR, but like on my schedule it said OBHR. Um, and like, it's interesting, let's say the least. Then I had a UBC interview uh in between OBHR and Econ uh which if y'all want to check it out it's on my linkedin um it's a very i wouldn't say like it's not that deep but it's meaningful it's a meaningful article and i was very blessed to have that so early on in my university career um but yeah it's a UBC article um and then we had Econ with Gateman and um yeah he's again my econ prof but this time with macroeconomics and like it's gateman it's great um i'm used to him at this point right like once you're used to a prof you don't really need to switch you don't want to switch so that was all fun it was fun that's for sure and then tuesday comes along um january 10th and it's the first ever class of com 101 which is very interesting i've never been on the fourth floor of solder and been in like a lecture hall that big like i've never been to like That lecture hall until COM one hundred one, and it's very interesting for sure. Like the class, how it's supposed to explore every single specialization that Sauter offers, Um, and then yeah, that class is over, and then I get to a a scheduled call. Um, This was during lunch, uh, where a big chunk of our cohort, actually I think my entire cohort, like almost half of us, went to Vanier. We sat separately, but like my cohort went to Vanier, and we were eating lunch. When I had a scheduled call that I completely forget forgot about, um, this scheduled call was with Hyundai, and to kind of give why this call happened a co- bit of context. So when I came back home for Remembrance Day weekend, it was uh, reading week for me, but it was Remembrance Day back home. So my sister's still at school, and the issue is I know this is how this is such a first world problem. It's such a pretentious problem, like. I know I'm privileged. Uh, and the ability to talk about this is such a blessing to me. Um, but I know it's very um, controversial just because it's like, really? Like, why the fuck do you need to talk about the fact that you have money? But anyways, like, I came back home, Remembrance Day, and I gave my car to my sister. And, like, that was, I didn't own it. But, like, my parents owned it. And it was basically my car, right? And because I didn't take it over to uh, UBC... Take it over to Vancouver. Uh, my sister took it over, which is fine, right? Like, I didn't think I needed it for first year, which is I was sorely mistaken, but I didn't think I needed it for BC, so I left it with my sister and she took it over. Like the Civic is now it had a new owner and it had a new span of life. And like even some teachers noticed that like my sister was starting to drive it because they were like, What happened to the Civic? Um, anyways, I realized when I came back home during Remembrance Day. Even though I had so much, t- so much time, I couldn't go anywhere because I didn't have a vehicle. My sister was using it to go to school. And, like, that's not her fault. Like, because I gave... I, I let that vehicle go and my parents decided to transfer it over to her. But, like, I realized it was a bit of an issue because I was going to come back home for the summer to to work at the same accounting firm that I mentioned earlier. So... I knew that I couldn't fight her for it because she's already been accustomed to it. At that point, it's been four months since she's had the car. Like, January. Like, she's had the car for four months. So, the car is now, like, basically hers. She's decorated it. She's claimed it. So, rather than fighting for her, fighting for the car and arguing with everyone, like my parents and my sister, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to find a new car. Well, and, like, this is where, like, this is, gets into pretentious territory because I could have fully just gone with down the used car route. And, like, at that point in January, I think used cars were still slightly cheaper than new cars. Um, Right now, it's still reversed. Like, used cars on the market is still very expensive. It's more expensive than new cars at some points because, like, there's such low inventory. But at that point in January, um, there's... Used cars were cheaper than new cars. And I could have fully gotten a used car. It was fully within my power. Um, and it probably was the most sensible option. But I chose to look out for new cars because I, was, I wanted something more fuel efficient. I wanted something possibly hybrid so that when I bring it over to Vancouver, it's either fuel efficient so I don't have to pay so much for fucking Vancouver gas. Ugh. Or, I pay for Vancouver gas, but because it's hybrid, it'd be way more efficient in terms of uh, mileage. So, I was looking out for new cars, and I scheduled this call with Hyundai. Um, and it just so happened that we were in Vanier for lunch, and I completely forget about it. So, I was I got the call the first round, and it didn't show a caller ID. Or like or It showed his, the number that I called from, and I was like, oh, it's a 403 number, but why the hell would it call me? Cancel, and then I get a text from it, and it's like, "Hi, this is Hyundai. You've booked a call with us, but we, miss, we seem to miss you. We'll call you again in another five minutes." And I'm like, "Shit, I'm not ready for this call because I'm not ready to negotiate." But then, like, they call again. And I'm like, "Okay, shit, I have to answer this call." And I'm still sitting in Vanier. It's it's loud as hell. Uh, I think Hannah was like, "What the hell?" Like she's sitting right across from me, and like the rest of the cohort, the rest of the gang is sitting to my left. Um, And, like, Hannah's like, what the fuck? Why are you answering a call right now in the middle of Beignet? So I answered the call, and the guy was, like, on the initiative. He was on the lookout for a deal. And I just kept pushing. I, like, I wasn't ready to negotiate because I wasn't planned, but I was ready to fight back. So he tried to keep pushing for the price. And, like, he was like, oh... We'll get you the car for forty thousand, and I'm like, no, I want it for thirty thousand, or it's nothing. And he was like, oh, but like, there's, that's not, that's way below our selling price. I'm like, no, it's not. I know damn well that you said that the selling price was twenty nine. I want it only for thirty, so I'm giving you one thousand dollars of leeway for fees. Okay, so you better give it to me thirty, or you're not getting this, and I'm going someplace else. And like, he caved. <laughs> Like that was a really proud moment in my negotiating skills because he caved. Um, yeah, he kept pushing for forty. He's like, "No, I like we have to make it forty because if we go any further, it cuts into our into our um, base price." I'm like, "No, stop lying. Well, I know what your base price is. I know what you can add and what you can take out. So i I want it for 30000 And he caved. He's like, "Okay, fine. I'll talk to my manager and I'll get it to thirty. I'll get it to somehow to be thirty, and I'll t- talk to your parents about it." And then that was the end of the call. That was I was that was such a proud moment for me that I was able to make him cave. Um, and then when he called my parents, he tried to do the same shit again. Because he, here's the thing, right? Like he, if even if he could get like me to agree to a price that I wanted, he could still try to manipulate my parents so that they would pay for the higher price, and then I would be stuck with the higher price. But I just because you think they're my parents. Doesn't mean that you're gonna have an easier battle, right? Like, if you're gonna argue with Asian parents, you better be fucking prepared to be yelled at. So I feel sorry for the guy, but he had the, he had it coming. Trying to lie and say he didn't call me and lie that he said I agreed to forty thousand because they were like, "Fuck you! You said 30000 My son even told me he said that he you guys agreed to thirty thousand. If you're gonna lie to us, we're going someplace else. And again, he caved. Of course, he caved. And so they agreed um, in, I think that weekend, actually, they got the car. They got the car from Hyundai for 30000 Um, Half of it I paid um, because they took money on my account that I did not know until I saw the notification. But anyways, so half the car I paid, half the car they paid. And they picked it up from Hyundai in Crowfoot. And the guy was pissed. He was not happy that he lost the battle. But anyways, we got a new car. And they drove it back and it was sitting in the garage for for like almost 3 months because I wasn't here right I they got it in January and I didn't come back till April so anyways that was the whole debacle with the car it was a whole thing but I'm so glad we had that fight and we won <laughs> like sorry man like you I know what you're trying to do I know you're trying to make more profit and get more commission but no um you chose the wrong people to fight with. And I know this is such a pretentious issue that, like, I don't—I didn't have to choose a new car. I didn't have to choose this brand. I didn't have to really fight with him. Like, but I did. And I'm here to, to retell the story. And so we won. And we have a new car. And I'm still driving it to this day. <laughs> and so that was the big chunk of Tuesday. Um, then it was, like, then the, there was 196, which is our communications class. And that's where we met Megan. Bless Megan, she's so sweet, she's so nice, she's so down-to-earth, and she's so... uh, She's just she's just such a good prof, and such a good person. Love, uh, love Megan. Then we had 191, which... In my camera roll, there's a really iconic video where everyone is doing a standing ovation for Berkowitz, because he was talking about how he, profs deserve a proper entrance, and how we need to give them a proper entrance. So he we he, we did multiple takes of him walking up and down the stairs and us giving him a proper entrance and like the final one was us all of us standing up uh shouting and hollering like and like clapping for him giving him a proper standing ovation and then he finally started the class yeah but like this man chose not to settle for us sitting down us chatting us waiting for him to start the class he chose To tell us that he wants a standing ovation. And props to him. Because that's... I want to be that confident in life and that respected in life. For students to be willing and... Willing to stand and holler and shout and clap for me. For my entrance. Like some of us probably some of some of the students probably did it just cuz they like did not want to be the one sitting down and like looking bad but anyways the fact that he was able to get like command upwards of 150 kids to do that it's just so admirable in my eyes like I want to do that in my life um but yeah that that wraps up tuesday that's like basically a good chunk of tuesday if i could scroll through my camera roll the rest of it of tuesday is basically Cindy and I taking some really interesting point fives on my camera. Um I could say we both looked like babies and megamind at the same time. <laughs> so the next interesting event, it's just it's a little meal uh on Thursday and I think it was for Thomas's birthday um because it, I think it was his birthday was the upcoming Monday. Um but we didn't have, to, I don't I don't think we any of us were, busy, were free for Monday, so we chose to have this dinner on Thursday, and this is a really, it's a really good Mexican place in Kitsilano. Um, I've had some sort of platter, and man, let me tell you, it was, like, it, it's cheap for Vancouver standards. It's not at all cheap for Calgary standards, to say the least, but it was cheap in Vancouver standards, and it was such a big portion. It was so good. Um, and this little group we went with, like, I went with Aaron, Thomas, and Julia, and, like, it was such a nice meal to just, like, relax, to talk, to chat, and we got some really good virgin pina coladas, and it's not hard to make virgin pina coladas, um, especially when there's no alcohol in it, like, you literally cannot screw it up, um, but it was so good, we downed that shit quick, um. But it was, again, like, this little little dinner was nice to A, try something new, and B, to just really hang out, to really chill, to relax, and to, like, not care about school as much. Even though, like, we were, like, what, 10 minutes away from school. It was still good. And, like, we didn't have to stress as much about anything. So I was happy with that meal. I was so satisfied. <laughs> and, like, the next bit like friday was like just classes i think i just ha- i have this really iconic picture of um via and i at 3:32 a.m. laying on a sleeping bag uh with a snapchat filter of butterflies on our faces and it's really cute i just I just thought i'd mention that and then the next day the next morning we uh it was downtown time um I went to the Vancouver Public Library in downtown with Cindy. Uh, and it's nothing like I expected. Because um, Calgary's downtown public library is gorgeous. I still have yet to gone. I've, I've yet to go in my 19 years of life. And in, in my 19 years of living in Calgary, I've yet to go to the fucking downtown pu- public library. I should probably really go. But I went with Cindy. And the architecture is actually really pretty. For something in downtown, which is, like, towered by, like, towers and, like, uh, offices, it's a really nice architecture style to offer something different. So it was really nice to go, uh, go explore a bit of downtown, go do my work in a place that's not what I usually do. Because working in the same place for so long, it only benefits you for so long like i get bored and sick and tired of having to constantly work in my little room in danier and like i like i like live working in in via's space because like there's someone else with you but like sometimes you just need a refresh of someplace else and then you could go back to the, the those two spaces so being able to finally get get some work done and like Sip a bit of coffee, uh, have some really chill atmosphere around you, and breathe some fresh air was really nice. The day was so nice. I went onto the top floor, uh, went to, like, the balcony area, sat down, put in my headphones, got a coffee, and just worked. And it was so chill. Uh, and, like, it was so productive. I think I I got, like, I wrote, like, an entire essay within, like, a few hours. Um, it was just so nice to be able to, like, really uh take in the fresh air and work in a new environment and like I explored a bit of the library um had a bit of issue because I lived at that time on the dorms in the dorms right so then I wasn't allowed to actually register for a Vancouver Public Library card so I didn't I wasn't able to borrow any of the books sadly but uh explored a bit of the architecture explored a bit of the building it was really nice um yeah enjoyed the coffee and then I met up with Lily and Via in Burnaby, because um, Sydney had left at that point. I think she, it was Saturday, so I think she might have went to work. I'm not sure. Oh no, she had she had her own event. She was meeting for her own friends. So I got on the SkyTrain and bus to Burnaby, where I met up for with Lily and Via for fun, because uh, when we went to hot pot, oh no, when we went to K Barbecue with the bigger group. Um, I happened to notice this little pho place that was open 24 hours, which is something really new to me because Calgary does not have 24 hour pho. Um, even though we have such a big Vietnamese, uh, population in the Northeast, um, there's just not enough business to run it 24 hours, but I noticed the 24 hour pho place and Via mentioned that it was really good. Like she loved that pho place. So we decided to plan to go to that pho place for dinner. So I met the met up with them, the uh the two of them for dinner, and let me tell you, that was some good pho. <laughs> um it was honestly pretty cheap. Even for like calorie standards, it's like pretty standard pho um in terms of price. And it was good. Um it's a small little restaurant, uh, but it was always busy. Uh, we was, we were able to get seated pretty quick. Um, good fa. and it was nice to, um, again like share these little moments. Um, and for tip to in Via's book like essentially, her and I's book like it's just another tick. <laughs> we we hang out so often and like, because what like duh we're best friends. Um, we hang out so often like it's another tick in a book and it's like okay we went to this place now, <laughs> it's. It's special, but, like, every moment's special. So it's just, like, yeah, it's another not take. Great. Like, it's so great. Um, and then with Lily, like, I think that was the first time I had, like, a good sit-down meal with Lily. So it was nice to, like, really talk and, like, hang out with, um, um <laughs> with Via. And, like, literally, it's like, okay, we're just continuing on our day. It's the same old, same old. Here we go. Here, it's another, it's just same old day, different location. Let's keep going. And, like, I adore that. <laughs> And then we come back to u b c and God, this day was actually really long to say the least, because I started early to go with Cindy to uh Vancouver public library and then and then there was fun with Lillian via, and then we come back and i i was to, I had to get ready to go to the frats with Thomas Julia Aaron Michelle, and Bryce and like it was, I think, the frat we were trying to get into, it was a p- pajama theme frat. So, we were dressed in pajamas. I was dressed in a fucking sweater for the dumbest reason. I had a t-shirt underneath that was actually my pajamas, but it was the ugliest shirt ever. And I regret wearing that shirt because it was so ugly. And we, especially if, like, someone spills something on you or you sweat a lot. Like, you can see it. Um, uh, Ick. But anyways, we... I had met up with them in Vanier. No, no. In OC. I walked from Vanier to OC to meet with them. And we, like, pre-gamed. And we talked. And, like, I kind of realized that was my first ever sit-down moment with Bryce. Because everyone else, like Michelle, Julia, Aaron, and Thomas, we've had previous moments where we sat down and we've talked and we've hung out. But Bryce... I don't know if people recall, right, but the last time we talked, we fully had, like, a face-to-face conversation, was during the first year rep elections in October, uh, late September to October. So, damn, it's been a while, like, January. So, we sat down in OC, all of us sat down, we were, like, pre-gaming, and, like, he and I talked a bit, uh, and then, like, we, we kept, like, chatting along the way to the frats, and... The funny story is that when we got to the frats, the house we were trying to get into, um, we were lining up. We got stuck in the lineup because we're not VIPs. Um, we are just stuck there waiting. And then <laughs> the people who were passing by, I realized some of these bitches. I realized some of these faces. It was Cade, Ian, Wesley, and I think Cassidy was there too. But I I didn't see Cassidy. But... The, the three of them, I saw them, and I called them out when... Like, I called out their name when they were passing, because they were VIPs. Ian's Ian's well-known, and he's always go- going out and had VIP access, basically, to any frat he wants. So good for him. Damn. I wish I was like that, but... I saw them, and they dabbed me up. Um, mine, like, note to any listener, don't dab me up, because I don't know how to dab you back. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my hand. Like... Yeah, you dap me up, but, like, am I supposed to, like, slap it and then, like, hold it and then, like, throw it back? Like, what what is that... What, what do I do? So, like, please. Like, it's not because of you. It's because of me. It's fully because of my inability to dab back. But anyways, they... The three of them get in with their group. And the rest of us, like, we're still stuck there. We're chatting. We're talking. And, like, I I, I was... I'm, like... I got some followers because... I was talking to this group behind me, like, a bunch of girls, and we were chatting. Uh, we were, we, we, like, they were full-on drunk out of their minds. One of the girls, I think she was, like, falling over. And, like, we were talking. It was very funny. It was very fun. Um, and one of the girls, I think, threw up. Because <laughs> our group got, se- sep- at that point, it got separated into two halves. Um, one of us, like, a, a group of us in the front, a group of us in the back. And then this girl threw up, like, right in between the the two halves. And we're like, oh shit, oh shit, she gone. (laughs) And I don't remember what happened after that. I don't know if she left or what. But, like, the group then came back together. And, like, we still talked. And then the house got shut down. That fucking frat got shut down after waiting so long. We got shut out of the frat. We were so mad. We were so mad. And then we were trying to get into other frats. And, like, it was difficult. It was difficult trying to get into other frats when you've been waiting so long. Like, you get kind of pissy. But we got into another frat. And that frat... It's so... Like, frats are always, like, so gross. Just because, like... As someone who's clubbed before in Alberta... Frats are just comparatively more disgusting. Because... There's no like, there's no standard of sanitation basically, in, to compared to a, a club, a club like, because there's more adults like sometimes like it's more mature and like people don't like spill shit. There's not random shit happening. There's not, um, shit all over the floors. But that's frats and it's smelly and pe- like and like bo's everywhere, uh, cheap cologne, cheap perfume, um, but yeah, like but we still enjoy ourselves. We we got in this frat. And we found this little secluded area where they had <laughs> covered it off, but we still got in there because we were, like, it was so hot in the frat as well. And that's one more thing to add to, like, the disgusting list of frats. But we got in this secluded area, and we were dancing in this little dark area. It was so funny. And that's where I took off my sweater and, like, put, on, put it on, like, I wrapped it around my waist. And I look back at the pictures, and I, oh, my God. I am so ugly <laughs> with that sweater off because the damn shirt does not show off any of the curves well. Um, it does not show off anything well. It makes me look fat. And, frankly, uh, I should not have never worn that shirt anywhere. Um, but it was too late. I was with the shirt. And we were dancing in that little area. And people came in. It was very awkward. Um... And, oh, I kind of forgot what led to us getting into this frat. So, we saw people try- get in through the back door of this frat house. And we tried to follow them in, but we weren't let in. So, we were stuck outside of the back door. And Julia, oh my god, this girl I thought she was delusional when she tried helping the people actually guide them out. But she persisted to the point where, like, the rest of us kind of wanted to go home, right? But she persisted so so long to the point where the guy inside of the house actually felt bad for us. So when he was off, he was done, he led us to the front door and led us through. So thank God for Julia because her persistence, her persistency, and her willingness to basically sacrifice got us into the frat and i i felt so bad for like doubting her because like at that point like i was tired and i was did not give enough of a shit to go into a frat but she tried so hard so props to julia but anyways uh also but julia actually led people to the wrong way they led them to a ditch essentially of the wrong side of the house, because one side had a path, and the other side's a dish full of trash, so probably some people fell into the ditch, but anyways, that's a side note, (laughs) um, we, the frat, um, we took the pictures, and then when we left, uh, we were in the, we were walking towards the field, back to OC, and, like, I remember, I think we, we, people went to pee at one point, that was very funny, um, but, we went back to OC. People split up because Thomas went back to Totem. Uh Julia and Julia, Aaron and Michelle went back to OC. Uh but Bryce and I kept walking. And we walked to the front of his building. And and that was really when like we started talking um about our experiences because Bryce and I share a lot of the sim the same experiences um they're both from the Calgary region and we have very similar personal aspects of our lives and we just kind of related in, on a lot of like issues um or struggles that we've been through and we talked about like how we uh manage through high school how we uh how we navigated life and now how we're in solder. Because here's the thing, right? Before uh, I talked to Bryce, like, I've had people I related to really well. Um, Austin, like, we relate on, like, very, like personal aspects. Via, we relate a, a lot on um, family stuff and, like, culture and, like, even music taste. So, like, it's not like I, I didn't have anyone who, like, I related to really well. It's just with Bryce, it's just different because now i have someone who not only understands like some aspects of my personal life but someone who also a- re- understands my background for where i'm from because like when i came when i went to ubc from my knowledge no one from my high school or even my city came to the metropolitan area of vancouver like no one went to surrey no one went to burnaby no one went to richmond like, no one went to Vancouver. The, the, the furthest anyone went west, um, they went to, like, Victoria, but no one went to Vancouver. So, I felt like I was alone in the asp- asp- aspect that no one really understood what it's like to be from Airdrie. And truly, no one does because no one from Airdrie at, at this point still uh, goes to UBC. But... At least, like Bryce related to me in that like he's from calgary, it's a, it's a close enough city, like we're only a half an hour away, and like we talked about some struggles about like coming from the Calgary region and coming from uh what we're what we've been through to now be at u e c and like we we related, and I thought like that was just a really healthy conversation at least for me because. It gave me, uh, some. It, it filled in a gap, cause before I I found people to talk to. Like I was like, oh, someone can relate to me in terms of like my culture. Someone can relate to me in terms of my music. Someone can relate to me in terms of my interests. Like I had everyone to relate to something, but it was just really hard to find someone who could relate to not only where I'm from but also connect it to something else in my life. Um, so. That conversation, at least to me, was a very healthy one, and I was really glad to be able to connect with Bryce about our struggles and now like understanding that we do have someone to to support um We still occasionally talk on um on snap um funny as hell sometimes <laughs> um but you yeah, know, I was just really glad I was able to have that conversation that day with Bryce, and like I think that conversation dragged out to like an hour long um before I let him back into his building, and then I went to Via's place, um, because I don't think I actually went back to sleep that night. I just went to Via's, because I didn't walk back. I didn't want to walk back to Vanier that late. Um, but like overall, I think that night was very. It was busy. That day was just busy overall. Um, but it was eventful. I enjoyed it, and I don't mind it. That's for sure. And then came Sunday. <laughs> and here's the thing, I'm so blessed and so honored and so uh, humbled. I'm i do not humbled. I'm just so I'm very blessed that I don't get hangovers ever. I've never gotten a hungover, I've never gotten drunk because I've, my tolerance is that high. So I've never I've never got hungover. And so but I'm I just because oh, we were staying up so late at VS place, I was exhausted. But I went to the Henry Angus building on Sunday because we had a little orientation event for students who came in to uh, solder a bit late because I don't know what the fuck happened with uh, the Canadian government and their uh, immigration, a, uh, immigration agency, but a lot of international students were not able to get their learning permits. They weren't able to get their visas before September started. So a good chunk of SOLDR students, uh, first year Sora students, did not get their visa in time for September to start. So they got delayed a semester and they like I felt so bad for them because they pay so much more money than I do. And yet they're the ones who are stuck with the with extra barriers where they're stuck with stuff out of their control when they have to deal with it. So this little orientation event was for students who were delayed from September who now come in in January and like like a, a few of us uh for first years got invited uh Reese who at that point I I've, I've never met uh and like we met at the event and like we talked and we uh we got to know each other uh and Tim and Luke were there and like when we saw the chairs we actually saw like I think upwards of 20 to 30 kids uh that were supposed to come to this orientation event and, like, there were a bunch of senior upper years, too. Um, they were there because they were actually, like, proper orientation leaders. The rest of us were kind of, like, um, you could say, like, quote-unquote, orientation leaders in training. But I think only, like, four or five kids showed up for orientation <laughs> Only four or five, and like I get it. It was it was a it was a Sunday. Kids might be busy. Kids might not. Kids might not want to show up. Kids might have just been hung over from the frats. But damn, like I know, like it's it's Sunday, but like you could have at least showed up to your orientation. So there was a lot more orientation leaders than actual orientation members. Let's say, and like we ordered a lot more food that was actually necessary at that point. So we walked around Henry Angus, we showed them around, we walked around the UBC campus, a bit of it, and we talked, we gave them our advice, and, like, it was something new for me, because I've only been in that university four months longer than these people have, these um, orientation members. But people the senior orientation leaders and the organizers, they trusted us enough for us to tell these newcomers, these orientation members, what to expect from solder. And it was new because I didn't think at least that I had enough experience to really tell them what was going on. But to see people basically my age or older, um come and ask me questions is something new. Um, it was exciting. Uh, I liked I liked the environment because it was it was very actually it was very lighthearted because there was actually less people. It was very easy to communicate. Um but it was very nice to be able to show them around, let them know how the solder experience is and like even though I've only been here for four months at that point it's exhilarating. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually the right word, actually, to describe my emotions. But it was very exhilarating to be able to let them know and to prepare them. Um, and to, like, know new people. Uh, a few of them I saw in a later event. But, uh, again, it was very nice to be able to go and see these people. Um and to meet new people and to be able to show them what solder is really like. Uh, but that was basically Sunday. That was it. Um, very chill otherwise. <laughs> the next few days kind of go by, uh, very chill. No, nothing really big happening. Um, I just know in my camera roll, I see a picture of Austin taking a selfie of Via, Jaden, and I walking out, walking out of Henry Angus. um. Very cute picture. Uh I don't, I don't know what we were doing that day. In all honesty, um, oh sorry, this is actually I think it's from Monday. It just got sent on Tuesday, but like I think we had dinner on Monday. Um, and I think no, we were we were, <laughs> I think we were skipping, uh, a tutorial or something, and like. We were in Henry Angus, the four of us, just sitting there listening to this, to this guy talking about, like, Econ. Um, and we were just taking pictures. We, I have this picture of Via laying on a table, like, half asleep. Um, <laughs> very funny. And then, I think, I don't know what day it was, where there's just there's another picture um, of a few of us in Cindy's room. Um, Winnie, Shale, and Joven. Um, and it's a Polaroid. Is this at all like relevant? I don't know, cause like it's a, it's not like a big event, but it's very cute to say the least. Like how, um, all of us like have these little moments. And like I'm looking at this Polaroid. It's Joven's. Joven's like his hands are over Shale's shoulders. Shale sitting on the floor. I'm leaning uh I'm on the bed with Winnie. I'm leaning on her shoulder, holding the carrot, and Winnie is holding Cindy's phallic pillow like a gun. Like you know how in like uh, those like military movies. I, I don't uh, not even the right words, but in like those like movies where like they're holding like I don't, I don't like an AR fifteen like, a machine gun. She's holding, like, that pillow. Like, it's a machine gun. Like she's, about to, like, she's about to, like, load it and cock it. I'm like, I look back at it. I'm like, damn, that's one way to hold a pillow. <laughs> um, And, like, Thursday is, like, another, like, small event kind of day where the first day started... The day started with a one, COM 101 group meetup after COM 101. We were trying to discuss our project. And... The group, we went out to get pizza at Mercante, which, um, it was very nice, because, like, we usually, the group, we usually hang out uh to discuss the project, either while we're eating, or we're, uh, just chilling and sitting somewhere, but, like, this time, we decided to go out to Mercante and get some pizza, and, like, the group... Austin, Lily, Will, Melissa and Ashmeet. Like we went to Mercante. It was very chill. Mercante is so expensive, but like duh, it's on the university campus. Um like what were what were, were we, what were we really expecting? But it was all fun and games. <laughs> and then the night a few of us went to Cattero, a cat cafe. Uh Cindy via And Emily and I. And I don't think Calgary has a cat cafe, but Catterall was so cute. We got drinks first of all, and they got delivered when we were already inside petting the cats. And I've always been more of a dog person than cats just because my friends back home had dogs. But... Oh, these cats are so cute. There are so many of them and we'd be able to like just pet them and like like play with them and just keep following them around. They would follow us around. It was so cute. Um and like oh that that little cafe. I adore it. I wish we could go back. Uh probably will. We'll see when we go back, but um that was such a loose moment, and then we got dinner afterwards to finish finish off the day. We we got sushi, um, and like very good sushi, and I think it was pretty cheap too because it was in Burnaby. Uh, the four of us and like, oh, cute pictures all around. Um, but it was very. It was, I liked it. It was very. It was a very chill day, even though there was classes. Like being able to hang out with people, um, and then touch really cute cats and pet them. Oh warmed my heart it warmed my heart and it softened my stress for sure and then it was january 20th which was austin's birthday um we went out to get sushi um the day was the like relatively normal we still had classes um I have these pictures in my camera roll, again because love to document my life apparently um of I think Via's on the Henry Angus second floor CLC bench. Like, we're outside of CLC, which is our, like, Sauter's little library. And, like, she's using my my coat to cover her head to sleep. And, like, lordy, it was it was still a bit of a... <laughs> it's a bit of a sight, because Austin's the one who's taking the pictures. Uh, Hannah's there... Sophie's there. I think Celeste is there. She And, like, Melissa was there. They were getting food, I think. But, like, it's just always a via, like, somehow trying to sleep. So, there's just a picture of her, like, covering her head. And then, the night, we went out to sushi. It was Austin's birthday dinner. So, we went to the sushi place in Quetzalano. I think he did the reservation uh, earlier. And we booked it. We went... We got there. We had to wait a bit longer because it was Friday night, so it makes sense. But like a group of us went. Um and like some of some I think I met some people there because uh I didn't fully meet them or I knew of them. Because the group we went with, it was Daniel, uh Via Austin, Jaden, Hannah, Jenny, and Johnny. I didn't I don't think I fully met. I think I I knew of Jenny, but I didn't really meet her until that day. And I've never met Johnny. I've never heard of him until that day. And I should have known him earlier because, like, damn, the man's funny. But this group met uh, on Austin's birthday. And, like, again, really good sushi. Like, Vancouver has some good-ass sushi compared to Calgary just because we're we're on the ocean. Um, But it's so expensive. (laughs) But, like this birthday dinner was so nice, um, and, like, we took some pictures afterwards, we were taking some pictures during the dinner, um, we took some pictures afterwards, we were on the bus, um, it was just a very chill dinner, and, like, Austin paid, which I felt really bad for, because, in my family, at least, if you're the birthday star, you'd never pay, but he insisted on paying, um, which was very nice, but, like, it was a very chill way to celebrate Austin's birthday, um, and like I'm just happy like we were able to celebrate it. Uh he invited us out for dinner and we were able to meet some new people. Um yeah. Just I think that was Yeah, it was it was a it was a very nice moment to be able to go with this group, to be able to like hang out and enjoy some good food. Uh and meet meet Jenny and Johnny. Um should have met them earlier. They're 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 fun and entertaining to say the least. <laughs> so but, like, I was glad I was able to meet them in January. Um, at least it wasn't too late, right? And I'm going through my, This is still January, mid-January. And, like, damn, I'm going through and I'm still, like, this is busy as hell. Um, Saturday was the student leadership conference for UBC. And here's the thing. Here's a story to this again, to this as well. So, y'all are going to have to, like, just stick with me and, like, not get annoyed. So... Initially, I didn't get invited to the student leadership conference when I applied um, because, like, it was a draw. And I didn't, I wasn't able to go because no one picked me. That's, that's just how it is. So I was mad at it. Um, but then when I became a member of the CUS, I got some connections. And then they were able to extend an invitation to me uh, about the student leadership conference. So, because the CUS brought me some benefits, and this is one of them. So, I was able to go to the Student Leadership Conference, and it's nothing like the Student Leadership Conferences I've been to before. Because I went to ASLIC, which is the Alberta Student Leadership Conference for high school students. Um, and, like, that one was because it's high school, it's a lot more activities and a lot more fun based. Whereas this Student Leadership Conference, it's a lot more about learning and a lot more about growth. So it's not what I was expecting. But uh, VIA was supposed to go, but she wasn't able to go because I think she had Chinese New Year's plans uh, back home. So she didn't go. But Hannah and Aaron went. So that was kind of my main group to be with for the day. And uh, compared to the one I've been to for ASLIC, this student leadership conference is boring. Compared to that, but it was good in that I I learned and learned something new. Um, ASIC I didn't learn shit. <laughs> I learned jack shit. Um, I just I just knew how to have fun essentially in a subsidized way because I didn't pay much for ASIC. Whereas the student leadership conference here it was free, um, and it, it was so nice to be able to learn from so many different people, because. I think one of them, the, it was a prof for solder, and, I don't remember what he was talking about, I don't even remember what the, the session was called, but, it was very, intriguing. I think I remember, I sat there, kind of mesmerized, by his intelligence, and his confidence, and the way he delivered it, and like, some of the, he was actually teaching a class too, because that class was taught on Saturdays, but, he also brought in, he was also willing to bring in, like, student leadership students. And I was sitting there, I'm like, wow, this man thinks so uniquely and so fascinating. And I, I, like, I didn't think it was my cup of tea at first. But then the more he talked, I was like, whoa, I am learning something here. So the UBC Student Leadership Conference, it might not have been as fun as the ASLIC one. But I learned a lot more for, for sure, I at least learned something compared to Acelick, so this student leadership conference was nice, and like it was nice to go with someone like familiar because like I was kind of worried that if Via wasn't coming, um, what the fuck was I gonna do like i was i again I'm an introvert for those who don't believe me, so not going with someone I know was kind of scary, but Hannah and Aaron there made it a lot easier um for me to go and like be comfortable. So I learned a lot there. Um, And that night, like, after the leadership conference, like, it was Chinese New Year's, so the family had dinner, and, like, oh, my God, it's just so much food. (laughs) I'm I'm so blessed, because, like, uh, I think Chinese New Year's dinner, uh, we were at my extended family's house. They cooked a lot of food. Uh, it was very good. It was definitely a lot better than uh, dorm food, for, for sure. So it was nice to be able to celebrate Chinese New Year's with some sort of family. It, even though it's not my immediate family, Family, it, um, I was happy that I was able to celebrate some sort of ceremony. So they were very nice to be able to end the night off with uh, family and be able to end the night off with some good food, to say the least. And then Sunday came along, which the The day was something that I was not expecting if you asked me what I was gonna do, even at the start of uh start of January because it was dia's dad's birthday it was jeff's birthday, so I wasn't expecting to be so close to so close to someone uh this quick right like I thought i because I was new to u b c to new to Vancouver and new to b c in general. I was going to have a bit of struggle with being close to someone. But I got close to Via really quick to the point where, like, I met her dad really quick, really early. So I got invited to Via's dad's birthday in January, his birthday celebration. And I even helped plan a bit. Like, I gave Via some ideas. So it this day marked my first ever day in Surrey, which is it's important to highlight because I... Uh, would never have gone otherwise because I was kinda like sketched out. But Bea was there, so she's it's fine. Like the bus ride was hell because it was so long, but like now I understand the struggle that like some of these kids have to deal with. I'm so sorry for those who have to commute so far. But we got to Surrey uh and we kind of got ready. Um we <laughs> uh I think I we went with Cindy as well. So the three of us we bust to Surrey and then I met, uh, at that, I think at that point, uh, Emily was with me too. The four of us busted to Surrey, which made it a lot easier than going by yourself. Because who would want to go by yourself to Surrey, right? Um, so we got ready. We got some stuff. Uh, we got a cake. Um, and we tried to hide that. It was, it was kind of difficult. But uh, we made a plan where Via would get in first and, um, and then we surprised Jeff when he, when he came out to, uh, answer the doorbell. And then, uh, Via, Via brought us to her house, uh, and I saw her high school and, like, saw, uh, her and Cindy's high school. And then, yeah, we got to her house, and then I met, uh, Via's friend, Harnit. um, I heard it's so funny. I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> but anyways, like, we did this whole thing where, like, we did, like, party poppers. Um, uh, I, I saw VIA's house for the first time. Uh, and I was, like, like, touring, exploring. um, And, like, the day, the, it's just the celebration was very chill. Because, like, I was kind of out of my element because it was a new environment. And then I, we had to meet new people. Uh, I, I had to meet new people. And it was not only just like new friends that were like my age, it was also like Jeff's friends who were like older, and they spoke Mandarin mostly, so I kind of got intimidated and I started like losing my sense of extrovertness, so I kind of became quiet at some points, but it was very chill like there was there was food i met oh I met Trenton, which is via younger brother and I met uh Victoria, which is Via's stepsister. Um like it <laughs> a bunch of people, Via's uh family, friends, um it was just again very chill. Uh there was some good food, some good company. We watched Bur I watched Burlesque for the first time, which is such a good movie with Cher and Christina Aguilera. Um I wish I watched it earlier in my life, but, like, I was glad I've been able to watch it. And, like, there were some really good pictures taken. Um, <laughs> there's this, because there's this running joke where Jeff kind of looks like a mob boss when he wears his, uh, his, one of his jackets. So we took a picture where it was, like, kind of like a mob setting, like the mob boss with his, like, underlings. It was very fun. And then there was this little Polaroid. It was very cute. Um... The five of us, Via, Emily, Cindy, Harneet, and I taking this picture in their kit in Via's kitchen. Oh, just so cute. Um, yeah, and like I was I was just glad to be able to like be in that moment, be invited to go to Surrey and be invited to Jeff's birthday. Because like what? I've known these people, I've known Via, Cindy, and Emily max four months. Uh, Via, Via was, Via was four months, Cindy was four months, Emily, like, not fully four months, I think three months, um, so, yeah, I, what, I've known these people for four months, and now I've been, been invited to, A, their city of Surrey, and B, now I'm invited to their house, and C, I'm invited to a birthday party of their dad, like, it's a lot, and like... I think back to it, and I sometimes I think I'm like, wow, that was really special, just because I got close to these people so quick to the point where I was invited to be his dad's birthday, and they were there comfortable enough to let someone new come to th- this setting. Um, if it was me, like I probably would have been a bit like, wait, I would have waited, cause like four months is still a relatively short amount of time. Um, but like I was just very happy to be able to come to this event and to get to know some people and get to know what it was like for for them living in Surrey. Um But yeah, like the day ended. Uh we got driven back to UBC at night because like we still had class the next morning. So we couldn't stay in Surrey. Um but that that birthday was special, um, to say the least. It was Special to me, because it kind of showed that even in a short amount of time, you'd be if you get close enough, you'd be invited to stuff uh, that was important to family. And I don't know, it was just a very, very sweet moment to um, see Via plan this whole thing and calling family friends uh, and calling her family and her friends in for her dad. So I don't know, just a very special moment in general. And then, like, Monday comes along and, it's, again, it's still Chinese New Year's. So, we had class and then we had a Chinese New Year's market in between, hosted by a few Asian associations uh, in UBC. And, like, a big group of us went at initially. um, According to my memory, right? Uh, Via was in the association who was hosting it, right? So, she was there. Then it was Austin, Melissa, Hannah, Celeste, Sophie and I. We were there for the market. And... Like, I I, I think uh, a few of them left. It was Austin, Melissa, and I, and VIA was still hosting. The four of us there, uh, Hannah, Sophie, Celeste, they had their, uh, they had a few things to do, so they left early. But the market was very nice, like, being able to go to this little thing. It was very chill, very relaxed, being able to uh, have some, play some games, uh, have some drinks, have some food, um, very chill. Very nice to spend some time and see via in her element, um, of running something because, um, I think that was my first time seeing via like involved in the organization of, uh, an event for, uh, associations. So seeing her actively run the market in some, some sort of way was very, very, very new to me. Um, we we did some uh, we did some uh, draws. We did some calligraphy. Took took a lot of pictures for a small event, but again, like very chill, very relaxing, very new to see Via in her element, and um, very nice in general to hang out with this group of people at this little market. The the rest of the week, the third week, of, third third week of January, the weekdays was kind of. Mundane. there wasn't a lot happening. Um, like I'm looking at these pictures. like we took a, we, there's a lot of pictures. Um, I have this one where I'm laying down on Via's floor, and uh, Via and Cindy are towering over me, and I took this b reel and it's like it's funny, like just the proportions. And then um, there's this Polaroid of that Cindy took of Via Louis and I in Cindy's room. And I don't know, I think Via was FaceTiming someone, and she was she was looking for some quiet space, so she hid under Cindy's bed. But Louie and I, um, of course, we would not provide that quiet space for her, so we decided to bother her. Um, and <laughs> the picture, I'm holding that phallic pillow in some sort of way to like support my chin. Um, it's very funny how, like, if you look at the picture, but um, that's if you have the luck to see the picture, we'll see that. will see if you can see, you could try. And then there's, there's like some other pictures like of, they're not events. Like literally it's just like us taking pictures. Um, there's a really big group picture. I think a, a few of ours be reals. Um, and like, who's in the group, Jaden, Lily, Austin, via Diola, Melissa, Hannah, Sophie. Like it's a big group of picture. I think we were waiting for sushi and like, and that those were the pictures that kind of make me like feel warm. Um, it makes me happy because, like, such a big group of people, and it was so unproblematic. Like in high school, if you had a big group, you probably had to do some sort of thing to make the group that big. You either had to like kind of break up other groups and make a group bigger, or you had to like fight, like kind of fight for people. But like. Our groups like people come and go like you could like go to different groups at sometimes you could join our group you could do whatever you want and it's so unproblematic. problematic it's so easy for people to blend in and like enjoy themselves and be natural so it was very nice to see this kind of picture and then like there's another picture um austin via Hannah Sophie, and I we were on we're in Henry Angus uh I wake up and we're laying on couches in like, trying to be comfortable. Um, <laughs> like, and again, like, the, these little pictures, like, of groups, like, they're not always of the same people. And that makes me happy because it just shows that, like, it's so much easier, at least for me, right, in university to be hanging out with different people. And to be blending in with different groups so that we could hang out and do different things. Um, I know that's not, like, a universal thing. Like, there are people who do struggle with finding their group and finding their people. Uh, I'm just saying I'm blessed in that I was able to find so many people and be able to make different groups. Like, I'm very thankful that these people still hang out with me. And, like, especially after how annoying I am. But, yeah, like, these pictures, like, the mess of that week was very mundane. Like, it was just pictures. And, like, hanging out. And I was happy with that. And then of course the weekends are busy. <laughs> Saturday, Cindy and I went to UBC Moot Court. And for those who don't know what moot court is, it's basically a mock trial. It's not really like fo- like mock court where like you argue uh with each other, you object, you present evidence. Moot court is more so like you explain your positioning as the defendant or as the plaintiff and you try to argue uh, towards some justices and they try to pick at your facts and you try to defend your, your stance rather than having to pick at each other and try to defend your defendant or pick at the defendant and fig- figure that stuff out. So Cindy and I went to moot court and it was very interesting because moot court, usually the con- the participants are undergrad students. So they're not lawyers or law students, but they're ha- they have law ambitions. So it was very interesting to see how moot court operated because I've never been in like a, like a, even a mock type of court setting. So going to moot court and seeing how people argue and how, um, they they defend their facts is very interesting to me because the the justices who were the ones who were um objecting and picking at the facts were actual lawyers. They were actual lawyers. They were different types of lawyers, but they were professionals who were there to pick at you to see if you could like stand firm and see if you could actually like argue so it was very interesting cindy and i going and like we learned a lot more about how law works and how you should professionally conduct yourself and my face is in a few pictures um (laughs) some of them really ugly pictures um some of them even posted online um but happy I was able to be there, and, like, there's this really iconic picture, um, after Moot Court, um, we were still in the room, everyone's left, all the contestants are gone, or not contestants, participants are gone, um, all the justices have left, um, but we decided to stay and take some pictures, um, and, like, it was really, like, funny how we took pictures, Cindy and, uh, Dobbin and I, we were in the room and just taking some pictures. We were posing. Um, very cute. <laughs> very chill Afterward, Mood Court. And then Cindy, Via, and I, like um, because Cindy and I were already in like formal dress uh, for Mood Court, Via decided to also dress up. So the three of us showed up in like suits, in like uh, professional clothing. And we went to The Point, uh, which is also like another restaurant on UBC's campus. And we decided to eat out in suits. Which is probably, like, people at the point were probably like, what the fuck, it's a Saturday. Like, why are you dressed in a suit? You should probably dressed in, like, some party clothes. But, like, why not? Like, we were feeling it. So we went to the point, and we got burgers. We got food. Um, And, again, busy Saturday. Like, because boot court was, like, from 9 to, like, I think 3. It was a long six hours. But interesting to learn a bit about how court would operate, like mood court will operate. So Cindy and my might Cindy and I might do that in the future. But uh, very nice way to end off the night. Just having just dressing up and going to dinner. And then the rest of January is very un characteristic of me in that like it's very calm. Um we just had some meetings with like FYC with Com 101 and just classes. It's very it was very chill, um very easygoing. Um a very nice way to end up the month after ho- ho- looking at how busy it is cuz I'm looking at my calendar and damn, like it's full of uh, writing and like based off of how long this segment has been going on for like just January. Yeah, it's been it's been busy to say the least god and we haven't even gone to february yet like this episode might be like long as hell i'm so sorry to whoever's still willing to listen but good luck and so january ends and then comes february and february oh it's a it's a busy month i look at it i look at my calendar and it's actually busier than january and i've been ranting for over an hour for january so let's see how this goes um I remember from the first bit of January, for February, um, it was actually a lot of studying. I think we had stuff going on. So um, there was a lot of work to be done. But like the first bit, um, there's just a lot of pictures. Uh, I see a picture of us in econ. Austin took the picture. Ashmeet, Lily, Etienne, and Mark are there. And we're just like, posing. I don't know what for. I think it's just because the class is ending and b went off. Um, then there's a little picture of us on a Wednesday at uh, the Nest, the AMS Nest. And it's Austin via Cindy and I. And here's the thing. If you go to UBC, you'd know that the Nest has the pit, which is UBC's own club or bar in the basement of the student center the nest. And Pit Night is Wednesday, which is when you get in for free. So we made what well, probably wasn't the smartest choice by choosing to go to the nest to do work because like it's loud, people were lining up, it was club day, and we chose to do work at the nest. <laughs> like looking back, it was not a good decision because it was weird. Um that like we were at the club. We were, none of us were overage. No, Austin was of age. He would could get in, but the rest of us were underage so we couldn't get in, but I saw a lot of people from like from solder or like from Polyside that I knew that we were going to the nest and I was going to the pit and I was like, really? Oh, I didn't know you were of age. I didn't know you were this. I didn't know you were that. Um, but it was very nice. Like it was weird. Cause like I would see we were where we were sitting, we had a direct view of the elevator. So I could see whoever's coming up, whoever's going down and I would wave to them and they would just go down and we'd wave back. Um, it's very funny. Um, no judgment, because like, do what you gotta do, right? Like, it's just it's just in my mind, it's just funny how I saw them going down the elevator. And then, like, oh the that week was just a lot of meetings so um there's this another picture. Austin took it. It was the 101 group. Lily, ash, meet Melissa, Will, and I. And we were in the 101 room. We were part doing something for the for the 101 project. And then there's this picture of... <laughs> Via is in her bed. She's taking the picture of point I'm laying on the floor, wrapped up like a burrito on the pillow, on, on the carrot pillow, and Austin's curled up fetal position on Via's floor on the corgi pillow. And I remember, I think we were napping. I don't know why we were napping in Via's room to begin with, but we were napping. Um, And there's this picture where... Austin is on the carrot pillow afterwards. When I got up, he's hugging the corgi. He's asleep, like, fast asleep. And he's laying against Via's drawer. And I took so many pictures of this because it's so funny. Like, he is so vulnerable. And I'm like, damn, like, he's the oldest, too. So I'm like, this man who's the oldest one here is laying. And he's sleeping like a baby. It's so cute. Um, and then when when he got up, um... Cindy, Austin, and I ordered sushi <laughs> because we were there for so long, so we decided to get sushi. We were there from 7.28 p.m. all the way to at least 2.12 a.m. That's that's seven hours. We were there for seven hours. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we, we got hungry. We got sushi. Um... So, thank God we did, because holy crap, I would not have survived if we didn't. And one really interesting picture in my camera was one that we took on February 3rd, which was, we had an FYC meeting, and I don't know how we got to the topic of Henry Angus Tower, but we went up to Henry Angus Tower as a committee. We walked out of the boardroom and we just walked across Henry Angus towards the elevators, and we got up to the tower. And we were like taking taking pictures, we were chatting, and then we on the way back down, we took this picture. Uh, Aaliyah took it. Um, and I don't know why we decided to go up there, but it's just like it's a very very minute moment in the hindsight of things, like looking at overall. But huh. Like our committee just didn't give a shit, and we just decided let's go up and check it out, which is like again, like these little moments are very fun, very very chill. Um, it just showed that like we didn't give enough of crap to like really care about what's gonna happen, like if there were consequences. But like, why not? Like just go right. So that was um that was a Friday. Then from my calendar, I see I had a meeting, I had an interview, uh, on Saturday. And then I had dinner with family. The interview, I don't remember anything from an interview, to be frank. Uh, I don't remember what happened during that interview. I don't know why I had the interview. I don't know if I was even the interviewer, interviewee. Oh, no, I remember now. It was for the position of a campus ambassador for UBC. And Austin and I had applied to this, and we've gone through rounds. We've made it through rounds, and we just, we at that point, it was a... Uh, individual interviews because we went through the group interview and we passed that. And in my mind, I think I bombed that interview. Because I just kept blabbering about stuff. When they asked me about a question, I would try to like give them the best answer. But I realized that I kind of blabber. And like I am a blabberer based off of like the fact that this podcast is this podcast episode is going on for more than an hour for just one month. But I think I bombed that interview. That's why I didn't get the position. But I don't know. It gave me experience because I knew now what to do and what not to do in an interview, which is blabber, and I had my first UBC wide interview because I had a CUS interview, but I'd now have a UBC wide interview, and like I learned a bit. And then we had dinner. Um, I had dinner with family, um, which is like it's always a nice thing to be able to have dinner with family and be able to relax. Um, and, like, especially after, like, bombing an interview, <laughs> I didn't say that to them, because, like, it's not their problem, they don't have to deal with it, they don't I shouldn't have to bur- burden them with it, but, like, I'm just, I'm just glad I was able to relax and have some good food after bombing an interview. <laughs> um, ain't nothing wrong with that, right? And then now I see the, see why I, we were, like, always studying. It's because of econ. Um, the Friday... Uh, February tenth was an econ midterm, and so there was a lot of studying going on. We were studying a lot. Um, there's a lot of pictures. Uh, Austin, Via, and I. We were at, in the CLC studying. Uh, there's lunches with the with the with the cohort. Uh, Via, Austin, Daniel, Diola, Hannah, and I at Vanier at one point. Via and Austin uh, in in uh, Via's room. Austin's some hiding away at something um there's a lot of pictures of him like hiding in a corner fetal position um I think we pulled some all-nighters as well which I thoroughly regret because yeah, I might be a night owl, but I need my sleep. And there's this picture, there's the few pictures of me on the night of February 8th at like 3:30 a.m. I'm napping, right? And Austin and Via. They're like taking pictures of me posing in different poses. And I'm like, damn. Damn. I was not ready. And like uh afterwards, like after that all-nighter, um, Thursday, the 9th, we there's this really. This is there's like a few pictures. Austin falling asleep in, in Econ. But this one picture is dinner. Daniel will uh <laughs> sorry i'm i I'm, I'm just like looking at the picture and like it's it's <laughs> one detail kind of gets me, but it's the picture it involves Daniel will via Austin ishwath and I, and it's a b reel where Daniel is eating some ice cream and' as we're sitting in o c having dinner. And I don't think he was ready because he his his hand is posing in like this like the the um typical scissor hands, but his eyes are closed and he looks like he's like that ice cream is a bit too much for him because like it looks like he's struggling with the ice cream. <laughs> um, we were all tired at that point because of the midterm, but anyways, that night Thursday night because Friday was the midterm, Thursday we pulled the the real all nighter. Let me tell you, this all-nighter was hell. Because, first of all, I see Austin sleeping on the floor on the Corgi pillow. His mouth is wide open with his AirPods in. And, like, he looks exhausted already. Um, we got McDonald's at, like, 12 a.m. Via's on her bed. I'm sitting at her desk. Austin's sitting on the floor. We got McDonald's because we were hungry. We took a lot of pictures for sure. And, like, we took rounds sleeping so that we keep each other in check. So we keep each other awake so that we keep studying. That quickly did not materialize because, like, a few of us fell asleep a bit too long. Uh, I took a shower at Via's place and I still wore the exact same clothing. Um, my exact same sweater. Oh my god, that thing has been through a lot. <laughs> I was not comfortable. I needed PJs. But anyways, like, I fell asleep at, at one point on Via's bed because I showered. And, like, I think she took a video... Like I'll be like, she was taking a video of herself talking, but you could hear my snoring in the background. I was that tired, um, oh, not good. Then in the morning, when we woke up after the all nighter, which was in, in, like in hindsight it's not really an all nighter because we took naps, um, we got breakfast for the first time, since I I only I, I at that point I only had breakfast once since the university started, and it was because of finals. One of the finals was, like, at 8.30, so I got up at, like, 6, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get breakfast. But that was the second time I've ever gotten breakfast, which was for this midterm, and I did not look happy. I looked pissed as fuck eating that damn breakfast. It was, like, it was Austin, Louis, Via, and I, and, like, you can tell I was not awake enough for the breakfast. Um, Via was still studying as she ate. But when I, this one picture Austin took, um, he is, like, ch- chewing a croissant. And I look, I'm holding a cup of coffee, and I look in the camera, I look disgusted in the camera. I don't look disgusting. I look like I'm disgusted. I glare at the damn camera. And it's because I had no energy to look happy at all. Um, and that kind of, that mood just continued because... We went to study in the CLC. Austin took a took picture again, and Via's like lopsided, she's half asleep. Daniel, Daniel's like studying, he knows how to study. And I, my head is on my G-book because I'm so tired. I'm that tired. And then came the midterm. We were walking away from Henry Angus out of the CLC towards the econ building, and Austin took up our picture. Daniel's holding his head with his AirPods in. He's, I think he's still thinking. He's studying. Via has her iPad. She's still studying as, as we're walking. And I am pissed. I am pissed. I have my tote bag in, on my shoulder. I don't look happy. I'm frowning. I'm glaring at the camera. And I am flipping the camera off. Nothing wrong with Austin. It's not because I was pissed at Austin. It's just because I was, like, pissed. I was tired. I was not happy. I was not ready for the midterm. And then Austin took a picture before we walked into the econ exam hall. (laughs) And I look at the camera, I look so disgusted. I look so mad. And like this kind of mood just kept going because Austin took another picture as we sat down. And then this picture, right? It's like our our cohort sat like like relatively close to each other. Ashmi, Sanjana, Diola, Hannah, Lily. And Via, Daniel, and Austin and I we're sit relatively close together. Diola's hap- happily smiling, everyone's minding their business, and I am glaring at the camera again. This just shows that I really need sleep to function as a person, as a happy living person. Because I, look at the ca- I look, I'm looking at the camera, everyone else is happy, everyone else is minding their thing, they're preparing for the exam. I keep glaring at the damn camera as if I had, like, some sort of mortal enemy looking at me. So I really just, it just really showed I need sleep. I need some sort of sleep to, like, really function. Um, And the worst thing of all, right, is that the midterm did not go that good. This midterm was the absolute shit of my life. Um, I thought I did so well. I thought, oh, my God, I studied, it paid off. Uh uh-uh. uh, when I got to my mark back later, I re- I regretted that statement so quick. But the midterm was over. I got coffee and I was not alive at all, but it was better than having to suffer through that damn midterm for sure. And so after the midterm, right, after surviving the hell, that was the second econ midterm of semester two, I had a meeting. I got coffee, and I had a meeting with first-year committee. And, like, I mustered enough energy, like, thank God, to be able to respond in the meeting and not be pissy in a pissy mood. And, like, this is a really cute picture Aliyah took of the committee. Like, Tim, Kana, Luke, Eliana, Tara, Jeremy and I are there. We're all smiling. We're all looking at the camera. It was very nice. Um, and, like, uh, we actually, that, that meeting, we discussed a few things. But one thing was the shopping trip that came up on Saturday, the next day. And it was because we had to buy supplies for our first, uh, first for our event called Con- uh, FY Concentration. Like, play on FYC, right? It was for a night where we talk about the specializations and concentrations offered by solder. And this shop, this shopping trip on Saturday, I rented out an Evo, and three of us went to go shopping. Kana, Tim, and I. We went to No Frozen, we went shopping. And this little subgroup, uh, after, like, the first event, which was uh, CU Skates, like this little subgroup kept like persisting and like now we went on another thing we went on this shopping trip to no Frills. which like it's very nice to be able to go cuz like we ha- we like we ha- we had some good music playing we chatted uh we we did what we needed to do and like it was all like really chill um to be able to go uh shopping with them and like go out of get out of campus because like a midterm, like the whole time of studying for the midterm, I didn't leave campus. So like, finally being able to leave campus was such a blessing. And then after that, it was hot pot with Kara. Um, we the two of us is just one on one. We went to we went to a little lamb hot pot or like happy lamb hot pot, whatever it's called. And we like spilled tea. We had some really good hot pot. It was, oh, I needed that hot pot because like, damn! After that midterm, I needed some good shit, and like the hot pot hit. So good hot pot and we chilled. It was very nice to like be able to go one on one with Kara, to be able to like rant and like talk to each other and like enjoy some good food. So I was really happy with that. Sunday came along. Of course there's another event. And then it's a UBCTA event um where a bunch of us went there. Um and again, Via was hosting uh and she was running the event and a group of us went uh, Daniel, Melissa, Austin, and I, we went to this event, and there's a lot of pictures taken again, of course there is, um, and, like, <laughs> this event, like, it was, it was, it was, like, all games, like, we won, we won milk tea, um, somehow, but, like, it was all games, um, met some new people, talked to some new people, and, like, um, um, the most memorable thing, right, of that event was Daniel and Ray. Uh, Ray is a is at that point. I, I didn't really talk to Ray because I didn't like know him, but Ray is a is a friend of Daniel and also now a friend of Vias. And they were at this event where <laughs> one of the games is that you have to like like you bring a ball, right? To like across the finish line, but you, you have to use the body part roll that was off from the dice. You had to roll a dice, and it showed, like, what body part you had to use to bring the ball across the finish line. The one they rolled on was stomach. And they were, like, freaking out because they did not want to be, like, stomach to stomach, holding this ball, like, face to face moving it, so they made a whole scene out of it, and it was so funny, because we were, like, we were on the side, just watching them go at it, like, they were, like, complaining about not wanting to do it, and it's just so funny to see them complain, and, like, to see them, like, have fun with this, and, like, everyone was enjoying it, so I wasn't mad, but the tea event was just nice overall, like, to go and, like, be able to chill on a Sunday, um, very chill games, so, I wasn't mad. Like, I was not mad at being able to, being able to win some milk tea. <laughs> I was happy, got some boba out of it, and got a really entertaining scene with Daniel and Ray. So, that was a nice way to end, end the weekend. And, like, I forgot to mention, like, the night of Sunday, um, I don't know why, but, like, I think I just wanted to get Domino's, and I have this really cute picture of Melissa holding up the Domino's Hawaiian pizza. Um, don't fight me for this, but Hawaiian is pretty good, um, like, pineapple. Some people say it doesn't belong on pizza, but it's good with ham. So I'm just going to say that now. But anyways, <laughs> Melissa is holding this pizza really cute, and, like, I'm outside her door. I think we decided to split the pizza. That's why I'm at her door. But very cute. Um, then it was Monday, which was Valentine's, I think. Um, there were Valentine's-themed bags, and I remember Austin, Via, and I decided to get, like, the three of us decided to get each other all, like, bags of candy. And it was very cute. Cool. I got two of them, right? One each, one from, uh, via one from Austin. And, like, the notes are hilarious. I still have those notes in UBC. I'll, whenever I go back and I open the box, I'll see whatever it says. But the rest of the week was pretty uh, chill, to say the least. Um, or least the Monday was pretty chill. Um, we don't, We got lunch. um Again, like it's a small group. Austin, Via, Daniel and I, we got lunch. Uh, this is where I learned. Um, Austin is not that good at pool. <laughs> because I have this picture of him trying to hold a pool stick. And it, it genuinely concerned Via and I how he was trying to play pool. Because it almost felt dangerous to be around him while trying to play. And it was so entertaining trying to see him hold a pool stick. And try to hit the balls. Um, he learned at the end, thank God. Um, we our efforts paid off. But it was just so funny seeing him try try to play pool. Um, but like again, it's, it's those little moments, right? Then Tuesday came along. I went out to get noodles with Rachel. We went out to Westbrook. Uh, we initially were, we were going to get coffee for lunch, but decided why not just get food? Um, then like. After 191, I have this picture where it's like, a, 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 again, a big group of us, Diola, Daniel, Austin, Celeste, Hannah, Sophie, Via, Jaden and I, after 191, we were just walking out and we just decided to pi- take the picture. And then the night of Tuesday, I don't know what led, no, Tuesday we were going to go study, uh, or no, we were going to go finish our 191 homework at OC. Uh, Hannah, Daniel, Jaden, and I, we were going to go to OC to finish our 191 homework. And when we did, uh, Daniel decided to go back to his dorm. And, like, we were going to go chill. And we were going to go back to Vanier. And so Daniel Daniel already left the totem. And then Jaden suggested we drive back to Vanier because he hasn't driven in a long time. So... We walked to his car, which is parked at Thunderbird um so it's a bit of a walk, but we walked back to we walked to Thunderbird and he suggested we drive back to vanier and when we got in his car, I'm just say i'm not a- i'm not at all a car guy i'm no, I'll never be a car guy. I don't think I'll ever care enough for a car that much, but his car is nice his car is nice um especially when like he uh, turns like turns on the car like the the sounds of the car just starting up. It's just, like, it's so nice to hear. But we decided to do more than just go straight back to Vanier. Um, We decided to go driving around uh, the Port and Grey Peninsula. (laughs) And, like, it was so random, too, because, like, we didn't plan this at all. We decided just to do one-on-one and then go home. We didn't didn't decide to do this little road trip around. But Jaden drove... Hannah and I around the Point Grey Peninsula, and we were driving around this really scenic road that we could see downtown, like in its glory at at night. And it was really pretty, um, and it was just so nice, like to be able to finally sit in a a car and like enjoy nature, like taking some fresh air and like explore a bit of the city, and. <laughs> We were, like, I think Hannah and I were so excited every time, like, Jaden would, like, step on it just because, like, we just finally experienced, like, speed for once because, like, the three of us are all drivers, right? And because Hannah and, I didn't, Hannah and I didn't bring our cars, we haven't driven in a while. I've driven in Evo, but that's a different thing. It's not my car, so I don't really like it. But Jaden driving his car was exhilarating because it was just so fun to be able to go so fast, and in such a nice car, and we're like, damn, like, this is what driving feels like, this is what it's supposed to be like, so it was fun, it was fun, and then, so we drove, like, the scenic route, and then we didn't go really far, but we decided to turn back, and because it was it was already late, we decided to go get McDonald's, um, again, completely unplanned for, completely unnecessary and if you think about it but it was nice to be able to have this little bonding moment like the three drivers and the three like out of province kids like going out for a drive and getting mcdonald's and then like Jaden dropped it off dropped us off at van yay like it was very cute um i don't know why i keep using that word it's very it was just very nice to be able to um have this little moment of like okay we're done work with work with work now, let's go have a little bit of fun. And it's, like, it's not a really expensive or hard way to have fun. But it was just nice to be able to have that, have fun that way. I, I'm just going to say that. And then, like, then Wednesday... uh, Like, this, this episode episode's just going to keep going on, like, really long. I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm a rambler. And, like, I'll probably edit this <laughs> to see if I can cut stuff out. But, like, Wednesday was busy. It was a busy day. Um, usually, I only have one class. And I only had one class. But like, I went to the UBC hospital to get my lab tests in, so that I could get, um, my uh, prescriptions, so, like, that was a bit of a walk, for sure, from Vanier all the way to UBC hospital, and having to go get my lab tests done, um, I had another interview for some reason, I don't remember what it was for, and then we had FY Connect, uh, it was not FY Concentration, I'm so sorry, um, to FYC for for the wrong name, but uh, we had FY Connect. And it was such a satisfying event because not only was I personally able to learn more about the concentrations and specializations offered at Solder, it was just so satisfying to see the event that we worked so hard and we planned for actually be successful because we had a lot of kids a lot of first years show up a lot of them showed up and the speakers all showed up we were able to get like a, uh a bunch of speakers come in upper years and they were able to explain what their specialization and concentrations were and the specialization i was tasked with was entrepreneurship which was not something i was particularly interested in before fy connect because i thought that entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial skills was something you just learned. Like you didn't. Why? Why do you need to take class for that? Why do you need to spend money on that? Blah 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 blah. But then the speaker for FY Connect for the constant the specialization that was uh, entrepreneurship, she was very interesting. Like she talked about her experience in a way that made you listen. Like it made you it drew it drew you in, and she was able to detail the benefits of entrepreneurship. She told us about the endless possibilities. Like she it it's not it made me realize that like business school had a lot more opportunities than you expect. Um it's not always like oh you have to go into finance, you have to go into accounting, you have to always do numbers. Like there's a lot more out there. And F4Connect gave me the opportunity to really listen and, like, learn more about these sort of specializations and concentrations. But, like, again, the, the event went so well. I was so happy to see so many people show up. And I was so happy to see that this event was actually successful. And, like, the hard work of the committee finally paid off. Um. And, like, <laughs> we took a lot of group pictures afterwards. Um and it's just so nice to see the committee like together um and like it was so successful an event we had we had such good feedback and we had such good turnout and like even the speakers were were happy with our t- event so we were very happy about how it turned out and i was i was personally so satisfied and so happy with first first year committee that i think it, like that moment kind of proved to me that like First Year Committee was not a mistake at all. Like, it kind of proved to me that, like, these people get stuff done and we're able to get shit done and it benefits people. So I thought First Year Connect was a tremendously successful event, not only for First Year Committee, but for so many people. So that was Wednesday, right? And then Thursday came along where Austin's mom came, flew into Vancouver and we had dinner with her. Um, another group of us, (laughs) this time it was a group that came out of Austin's birthday. Um, Johnny, Daniel, Via, Jenny, Austin and I, and then Austin's mom. We had dinner in Westbrook, um, and we were chatting. We, uh, got to know each other a bit more. Uh, we got to know each other. uh, We got to know Austin's mom a bit. She got to know us. And it was very, it was a very nice dinner because like, like not only was it like it was a blend of new and old people, so it like gave you just enough comfortability and just enough uh, vulnerability for you to like expand or circle a bit. So I was very happy with the dinner, very chill, um, and like we got boba afterwards in the international food court, and like. I was, like, I went, I I experienced the international food court for once, for the first time ever, so it was nice, to say the least, um, be able to have dinner with, uh, with Austin's mom, with Jenny, with Johnny, and with the usual little group, um, and then be able to go get boba, and then, like, really talk, really, really get to know each other, and it was a very chill, uh, way to end the evening, um, afterwards, like, we literally just went home and, like, did what we had to do, um, but i went home i went back to via's place and we packed for vancouver kindness movement which via has been a part of for a while um and she had to pack these little goodie bags but like i was already there so why would my why, why not help out right so we packed out these little goodie bags for the vancouver kindness movement and i like that was a very therapeutic thing actually because to me being able to pack and help people kind of calms me down because it's not something that really requires a lot of mental capacity. And it was very gratifying because I knew that these... I knew that these bags were going towards a good cause. So, I don't know. It was a very gratifying, very relaxing way to do something for the night. And when we finished, um, we uh, gave it... I think we gave it to one of um, VIA's friends who was also in the Vancouver Kindness Movement. So we... They were going to hand it out. um, But that was it. That was Thursday. And then, like, there was a (laughs) Friday was another interesting day because um, I look at these pictures. Like, after class, of course, we went to go get sushi as per usual. Um, The group was Via, Jaden, Diola, Daniel, Austin, Sophie, Celeste, and Hannah. We got sushi as per usual. Uh, Melissa joined afterwards. But like the real big event of Friday was the first year committee social. We had a social to go to because um we the CUS gives you gives every committee and service a budget for um social events so that we could have some sort of team bonding. And we decided to go out um to get uh Chinese food. And the whole committee actually went out. Um like everyone was there, we went out to uh I think we went to Richmond where we got Chinese food. And here's the thing. <laughs> the Chinese food was great. I just got interrupted halfway through because I agreed to have an interview. I was there to help out with an interview for uh the for I don't remember what position. I don't remember why. I think I was just there as like a equity advisor for an interview in the external portfolio where Raika the the that year's uh, VP external, and Thomas was there, uh, and I was there for like equity purposes. But like, it was all it was great to be like helping out. But like, I the dinner got cut short for me, and like when I went back, like not a lot of food was left. Because I don't blame them; they're busy, they're eating. Um, but we got Chinese food. And the thing is that that dinner, right? Um we have Chinese members in our first group committee. But we went to a Cantonese restaurant. And the 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 restaurant folk was not something I'm used to compared to Calgary cuz Calgary is Cantonese people, they don't they will still listen to you if you speak Mandarin. This restaurant's server Basically ignored Jia when she tried to speak Mandarin because Jia speaks Mandarin. Tim speaks Cantonese, but he's uh uh Vietnamese Chinese, so uh, Cantonese is not his strongest suit, and so he let me speak the Cantonese. So I spoke Cantonese, Jia spoke Mandarin. So when they, we were ordering, the waiter straight up ignored Jia's Mandarin at points, and I was when I spoke the same point in Cantonese, he listened. And, like, sometimes I think, like, that's, like, a bit of, like, not only, like, uh, selective, uh, discrimination against, like, Mandarin. It was also kind of sexist, because, like, Gia is, like, Gia and me, like, we're different genders, so, like, I think like, it goes up a, a bit, there was a bit of sexism there. But anyways, dinner went fine, except for the fact that, like, they screwed with vegetarian dish because it actually had, like, oyster uh oyster sauce actually had like the oyster extract, so uh Kana couldn't really eat it. So, like but anyways, otherwise, dinner was fine. We we survived dinner. <laughs> and then we went to karaoke, and karaoke is interesting. Oh my god, there's so many videos from karaoke. Because let me tell you, first your committee is made up of a lot of different t- types of personalities and different levels of uh confidence. And <laughs> Aaliyah really has confidence. I adore her for her confidence. Because, like, all of us, like, we were, like, sl- like holding ourselves back. We didn't really want to, like, sing. Because we didn't really want to, like, embarrass ourselves. Or, like, we didn't really want to show off. Um, but I love Aaliyah because she didn't care. She g- grabbed onto the mic and, like, she just belted whatever she wanted. And it, would d- it didn't matter to anyone. It didn't matter if, like, it didn't... Uh, it didn't matter if it was, like, uh the wrong notes. It didn't matter if it wasn't the right words. It just mattered if she had fun. And I was so happy, like, that when she was actually singing, because it was so fun to see her sing. Um, and then Luke sang. It was fun, too. And then we got into, like, some songs, like, everyone knew. It was very fun. The committee bonded, basically. We had dessert in between dinner and um, karaoke, I forgot, too. And dessert was, like, fun, too. Like, we were all getting, like, our little thing. We enjoyed it. Overall, that social was just very enjoyable because the committee bonded. Uh, We all had fun. We all enjoyed some good food. We enjoyed some good company. And we all had a fun little activity. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just so nice to see, like, the committee outside of, like, a committee setting where, like, we're really friends and we're really just hanging out. Um, So, I don't know. That was so fun. (laughs) That, that, that... Oh, that night was just so fun. And then when I went back to the dorm, and like, um, I was like ready to go to bed. And then <laughs> Mirai and Jenny came along, and we chatted outside in the hallway. Um, that was fun too. And that, that ended the night. And the next bit, the next the weekend was kind of mundane because it was reading week break. I went to Costa Rica. And I know this episode is going on for like almost two hours now, but here's the thing. So I went to Costa Rica for coast, for Reading Week break. I don't know, very blessed, very blessed, and like it was because we wanted to go see some really extended family that my grandparents haven't seen for a while. So we decided to go to Costa Rica. So I I took off Sunday to meet my family, my grandparents, and my so my grandparents and my sister were flying out from uh Calgary I was flying out from Vancouver and we decided to meet in Toronto to go to Costa Rica So when they took off it was -30 degrees in Calgary and the flight for them it was on time it left on time it was fu- completely fine my flight from Vancouver it left it was delayed so I was running from one side of the terminal in Toronto to the other side to make my flight and they were like chilling they were like fine um but because my flight was delayed it stressed them out and here's one thing I didn't know until after the trip that my sister had actually cried because of my delayed flight because she was stressed that like I wouldn't make it, and she'd have to figure out what to do when I'm still on a flight. So she was stressed to the point where she was crying, and I felt so bad because, like, it was out of her control, but she felt like it was her fault, like, that she might have to do something. So I felt really bad, but it was okay. We made it. Um, I got there on time, but uh, we got to Toronto, and, like, I I ran to the other side. and made it on time. got some food, uh, and we got on our flight to uh, San Jose, And when we landed in Costa Rica, let me tell you, the damn place is so humid. Like, I thought, because I'm from Alberta, right? We don't have no ocean. We have no big, large bodies of water around us. So it's really dry in Alberta. I'm used to the dry climate. My skin's used to the dry climate. I moved to Vancouver. It's a bit more humid. It's not super humid, but it's fine. I was like, okay, that's fine. Go to Toronto. Fly to Toronto. The airport's fine, but I know outside's not. Land in Costa Rica, and the whole country is so fucking humid. Oh my god, and it's so warm too, because Vancouver was fine, like, when I took off. It was like, I think it was in the positives. But Calgary was negative 30, and when we landed, it was like positive 30, and it was humid as hell. So my grandparents and my sister had to endure, like, 60 degrees of difference. And so, we land in Costa Rica, we get picked up by our extended family, and we go off and have dinner, and like... Costa Rica's Chinese food scene isn't the best. I'm just gonna say that now because there's not a lot of Chinese people in Costa Rica, but like it was it was what well, it was good enough. And when we were driving to the extended family's place, I didn't realize they didn't live in the capital city. They lived in a town two and a half hours drive away one way, um, and it was like through mountainous roads when it was raining too, so it was scary. Honestly, I couldn't fall asleep, but when we got there like um the by our extended family they all they operate a uh like a wholesale house, a wholesale store so they sell like uh, they sell fruits and veggies they they sell they sell like crackers and desserts they sell drinks they sell rice they sell all the essentials um so like we stayed with them and like we got to know them better. Like, I didn't know we have the extended family in Costa Rica. And, like, we, like, got to know their business better. And, like, it, it kind of made me realize how blessed I was to be able to grow up and, like, be born in Canada. Because, like, it's a lot harder to be working and surviving in Costa Rica than I thought. And compared to Canada, like, Canada has it easy. And I've had it easy. So, I'm very blessed to... Be living in Canada, but like, the trip was so nice. Um, <laughs> I'm look. I'm going through my camera roll. Like we had like fresh coconuts. Uh, we took a lot of pictures with the family. We went on trips. We went to a scenic area where there was a, a volcano. We saw waterfalls. The na- Costa Rica's nature is beautiful. I'm just gonna say that now. It was so breathtaking. Like I'm, I'm from Alberta, and like we have gorgeous gorgeous nature but like tropical nature in costa rica is so beautiful like the 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 rainforests and the waterfall is just breathtaking and i was able to drive too i drove in costa rica um and it's, it's so nice to be able to drive in costa rica like it's so chill um there's not a lot of traffic sometimes and when we drove around like it was so nice to be driving like I I opened the window, stuck my hand out, and let the warm air hit my hand. I would like let my arm flow. It's so nice. Um, we went to like a a hot springs. Um, uh, we enjoyed uh, the hot springs. was so nice too. It's surrounded by nature. It was in a resort. Um, it was really cheap to get in. I got <laughs> so many pina coladas at the hot springs. Um, for a dollar each and they were so good, and so cheap, so I had a lot, but I didn't get drunk, so I was benefiting off of that, hot springs, um, had some really good food, um, oh, I'm looking at some of the seafood, some, some of the rice, oh, that some good food, and, like, overall, and, like, we went to the pool a few times, like, everyone at back home was, like, dealing with like negative 30 or like barely above positive temperature and it was like positive 25 to like 30 and we were in the pool in the middle of costa rica with the such nice weather and such nice climate such nice nature and scenic routes and we were just in the pool enjoying ourselves and not gonna lie costa rica was a bit stressful because like the the plane and stuff and having to like deal with family sometimes but like it was so nice to be able to really, like, relax in a completely new environment where I didn't have to do much. Like, I didn't have to take care of much. I just really had to, like, just sit there or, like, swim or, like, bathe or, like, just enjoy myself. And taking it, take in the moment. Um, like, I go through my picture. There's a lot of pictures. I took a lot of pictures. I was not always off my phone. But I wasn't on it as much as I was back home. And being able to just like chill and enjoy the scenery was so rare, but it was so nice for me but anyways like we went back into town once we like met some like family friends uh we met some people from the same hometown or the same area that we were from like uh in china um we went we visited the Starbucks farm uh and like we enjoyed it enjoyed some like Unique drinks uh, that only ha- that was exclusive to the Starbucks Coffee Bean Farm, and like we went out to the city again, um, and overall we just this trip it really gave me like a, not only was it a new place and it was a new country like met new people, it just gave me like a new perspective on enjoyment. Like, because we didn't live in a hotel, we didn't live in a resort, we lived with family. And we went, we, like, did, like, very, we did, like, we didn't do, like, all the touristy stuff. um, But I still enjoyed myself. So it showed me that, like, you didn't really have to always spend money or, like, do the stereotypical things to, like, go on vacation. Being able to, like, sometimes I was happy with being able to just, like, stand in a pool and just take in the... and just breathe in fresh air. (laughs) Like, being able to stand in all that nature and really be able to chill and be able to relax and let go of all the stresses I've had. It was so nice. Being able to go with, like, my grandparents and them being able to see their family uh, after so many years, being able to travel. And I was able... I was so happy to see them happy. Um, my sister was happy. She 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 liked the trip. Um overall i just think like that costa rica trip like it there was it's so it was so good and so enjoyable in so many different levels and i was really able to in enjoy myself and relax uh in the in the few days that we were there for and like be able to come back new and we flew back on february 28th and like Costa Rica's airport is nice. I'm just going to say that. Like it's not it's not, it's not, it's not a big airport, not a big international airport, but it was nice to fly back. And my we flew back to Toronto and then we split ways. My grandparents and my sister flew back to Calgary. I flew back to Vancouver. And that marks the end of our Costa Rica trip. And oh, I need to go back again. I need to go back to Costa Rica. It was such a nice place to be. Oh, I I need to I need to be in that pool again and enjoy the nature around me and see all the the nature. Ugh. Oh. But with the flight back to Canada, that marks the end of February. I flew back February 28th, and that was it. So that marks the end of January and February. This and that marks the end of this episode, thank God. Like I'm so sorry for whoever's still listening. It's been two hours. Um I don't know how you can listen to me talk for that long. You probably skipped some parts, and I don't blame you. <laughs> But, like, this, these two months were, like, really busy. Um, I They were busier than I thought they'd be because I thought, like, oh, yeah, like, they're in the middle of the school year. They might not be that busy. But, oh, I'm looking at this episode, and I'm like, oh, my God, so much has happened. <laughs> but I think the main, the biggest part for me, like, it was after being so busy and being so stressed all the time, having people around you really made, like, me very relaxed. And having that trip to Costa Rica really helped, <laughs> to say the least. Like, being able to enjoy nature and being able to de-stress and de-connect, disconnect from so many things is really he- beneficial to my health. Um. But, yeah, like, looking back, like, these two months were so busy, but... Spending it with the right people makes it a lot easier to enjoy the moments and realize how precious those moments are. And yeah, I I might be stressed, I might be tired, I might be overloaded sometimes. But looking back, those two months, yeah, I was all of those things. But being with the right people made those moments go by a lot quicker and a lot easier. And it just made me realize, like, how grateful I am to have the right people around me, and be able to be and be grateful to have those opportunities given to me. Um, But yeah, February and January were stressful, stressful months, but they were good months to say the least. So I don't regret anything. I'm happy. I'm happy it happened. I'm happy. I was able to experience so many new things and be able to go to so many places and meet so many people. But that's, that's basically my this episode. So that marks the end of this episode. I know this is such a long episode. I am so sorry to those who think that I don't blabber. I blabber so much and I share a lot of details. But thank you for listening. I'll probably edit this so it won't be as long. But thank you for listening to this episode of Well, What Now? I hope uh, I was able to enlighten you with what happened in my life and let you know how entertaining my life has been. (laughs) I don't know why you listen to this much of my life though. But anyways, thank you. I'll see you guys in the next episode of Well, What Now? I'm your host, Gav. And I'll catch y'all next time. See y'all.